0: Scripture teaches us to obey our parents. But what happens as we get older or have children of our own? Today on Better Together, we're learning how to navigate family relationships God's way with Christine Kane, Holly Wagner, Jenny Lusko, Zai Chandler, and Havilah Cunnington. Come on, let's talk about it.
1: Okay, so I was raised in a Christian home, but from parents that weren't same. They didn't grow up in Christian homes. So Mm. I grew up, my dad was actually an immigrant son who his dad lived in a little apartment in New York city. And he ended up becoming a lawyer and attorney and then a Supreme court justice of New York state for four terms. So that was that side of the family, New York kind of high society. Um, there's a, there's a stadium called Shea stadium. And that's my aunt Kathy's, the daughter of the Shea stadium. I mean, very like that world. And then my mom is like, Grew up on a farm in Northern California, wow. like yeah, like wow. you know, shooting animal? and yeah, c- cattle. Cattle farm. Wow. Yeah. So what did he meet? Exactly, yes. right? No <laughs> <many questions. laughs> but, yeah. And the amazing part is is that my dad was he actually was raised in boarding school his whole life because his father um was in Washington DC and the mom went to be with him with the three older kids and she put the two youngers in boarding school. And so he ended up really jumping into being a hippie. Um, really rejected Catholicism, became an atheist for seven years, dated a woman, broke his heart. He became suicidal wow. and really was chanting the Buddha and Krishna. And he ends up going to this little church in a place in California called Timbuktu because there's a little town called Timbuktu. And there were three old ladies praying for revival and he and up, it, it's really were. The Jesus movement was happening. Wow. My mom happened to marry her high school sweetheart out of high school. Um, he was a crop duster, which is where you fly those little planes and yeah. they fly over. And So she met the Lord in a hotel room watching Billy Graham and wow. gave her life to Christ at a, in a hotel room. And when she went to her high school sweetheart and said, I gave my life to Christ, he was uninterested. He split up from her. And then he ended up one night dying in his crop, in a crop duster, and so she ended up going to this community wow. as a widow, oh. and my dad ended up coming as a I know like wild. <laughs> so my parents were very honest about their regrets mm-hmm. in their in their past relationships. Wow. Very honest. Wow. Not they didn't expose every detail, but they were like, listen, you can blow your life up. And you right. can have a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And just because you think it's, it matters now, it's not always going to matter. And you, we've seen people just wreck their lives by relationships. So we were raised in that atmosphere. Well, I stopped wow. dating at a young age and just gave my life to Christ, wholehearted, jumped into ministry, started thinking like, is this the one? Is this not the one? And then, no, it's not the one. And at one point, um, there was somebody I was interested in. And we were talking about marriage. And I remember getting home. And there was a letter on my bed from my father that said, wow. basically, this is not the man that we saw. You marry. Wow. And I had a choice to make at that moment. Yes. Like, wow. okay, do I just go whatever? I'm going to do what I want to do, or am I going to actually believe that my mom and dad want the best for me? Catherine, I hope you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people are tuning in right now. Right? All, right, all of a sudden. It. It's, a it's lot, lot of people sharing are right out, now. Actually. Your mother <laughs> shared this with you. Right. I want to lean in. So, um... Then I finally meet the love of my life, Ben Cunnington. And I'm 27. He's 24. Actually, I think I'm 26. He's 23. And I, we fall head over heels in six months. He talks to my dad. I want to marry her. My dad goes, you have my blessing. All I had was a backpack when I married your mom, you know, her mom. You don't need anything. (laughs) And then he gets the ring. He gets the, the moment he's going to propose. He gets the flight. And then my dad says, I don't want you guys to get married i want you to wait wow so he comes to me i'm 26 years old have been waiting to get married for a long time especially in the church and so i remember him coming to me and saying your mom and dad you know your dad actually has removed his blessing and he wants us to wait six months and i was so livid Mm. i was so angry i was like you know you weren't 27 like you had already been married and i mean you had already, already had your life and here i am I've done it. I've said yes to God in every way and now you're yeah. not going to leave this choice to me. And I knew though that I wanted their blessing. it was important mm. to me. and I knew I would marry Ben I knew that was my powerful choice, but I knew that I wanted to do it in the right way and I wow. wanted my community to, to go yes. yeah and so we had to wait. I mean we literally canceled everything that we had planned and we sat and waited and it wasn't like a wait till a date. It was wait until we feel like it's ready for you to. For oh you my this. gosh. And oh. I will, I remember. <laughs> I know, right? And that was a very Did he give you a reason? Yes. He said, I want you guys to live in the same city. You guys have been doing it this in different cities. And I want you guys to try to do life together just a little to see if you guys if this can work. Because again, they've been married for many years. Oh. Now, let me just I'd like to preface this by saying Having done all the work internally that I've done with counseling and all mm. the things, I don't know if I would have done exactly what they said to do at that moment. And my parents and I have had conversations about mm. this. But there was something about that that even though... Now looking back, I don't know if I would have done it now having known, and I'm a, I'll share a little bit about that, um, God still blessed it. Exactly. There was still a mm-hmm. blessing, mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to do what they wanted me to do, and it could have looked like manipulation or control. Yeah, I knew their motive was pure. Yes. I knew that. And I knew that for me to override that would have been that I would be getting out ahead of what God was doing in my life, wow. outside of community. And so when it comes mm-hmm. to family, now not everyone comes from— my. I remember my dad went to my mom's dad to ask for her hand in marriage, and he's like, why are you asking me? I've been married once? Like, he didn't care, (laughs) you know? And so I get that there are people that don't need that. But there are some people that are watching today that they want to include their family in the submission of life, in the the story. And I think it's really important that we aren't obsessed with our mothers being at the wedding looking a certain way, but that if we want our family in it, then we have to be willing to submit to some of their ideas and thoughts.
2: There is no doubt that there is power in godly submission. Again, we are not talking about an abuse of power dynamics. We're not talking about a misuse of power or control. And often when we hear that word submission, that's what we're thinking, abuse of power, control, because it's been done like that. And I think even in our society right now, people are very suspicious of institutions and hierarchies and power and control because it's been misused. That's what abuse is, to use an object or a position for a purpose for which it was never designed. So I totally understand um, people really pressing pause and going, hang on, I wanna check out that this is true, this is authentic, this is transparent. But when it is godly, yes, there is great power in submission. And I think that means just basically there is times of coming in and out. There's a posture of humility that is needed for that to get counsel, to get understanding, to get wisdom, to get discernment, to get advice, to be coached, to be trained, to grow. That's what submission is in all of that. It's like coming under the greater mission to sub, like a submarine coming under the mission of Jesus for the purpose of expanding His kingdom here on earth.
1: And so I remember going to counseling, and one of the most powerful things that she taught me was about healthy boundaries, which is the three basic things we hold within our yard, our attitudes, choices, and feelings, and that we own those three things, and no one is powerful enough to make choices of our feelings, attitudes, or our choices. That's great. And I began to understand that, but then what I wanted to do was, like, completely remove myself from my family. And I remember there were times when I would say, you know, that's my choice. That's my feelings. That's my, you know, that's what I think about this. And what I realized was is that I was trying to gain my power back so that I could make a powerful choice in the midst of all of life. Mm. And so I think that there was a difference between being powerless and quiet and submissive, between being powerful and choosing to submit, because I didn't want to do my life alone. And I'll tell you what, my parents have been the most incredible people that have championed my marriage and my kids, and they have been there through thick and thin. Mm. We have not done it perfectly. But I do think that there's this process in which I'm still learning about submission. I'm still learning how do I submit and how do I not? And do I share this or do I not share this? And I'm learning, I think one of the groundbreaking thoughts that I learned in the beginning of my counseling was that after you're an adult, your parents' role is not to parent you, but to influence and there's a difference between parenting and influencing. Okay. And I think in the church, and even in the way that we've been taught as a culture yeah. in the church and faith, that your parents still parent you for as long as you are in their life. They're going to tell you what they think and tell you what you should do versus being a strong influence right. and letting your kids
3: make choices wow. that are that's powerful. That's exactly right. Like so what I, yes. What so I am right good. now is available. Yes. Wow. That's right. Yes. Available. And to be the influence, that's it. That is my wow. role. And I have two I'm adult available. children. That is my wow. role there. Be available and. To Isn't that influence. hard? Yes! <laughs> Especially when you see him headed <laughs> for a cliff. You're like, oh I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> but it's the hardest thing. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, Chris knows some of this too, but when my daughter, when she was wanting to marry this person, and I was like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. I could see the right, this isn't, he's not you right. You told her that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, she came, she's asking. And mm. I knew some of the reason before, like she had, her best friend had died of leukemia. Oh, and gosh. so now she's trying to cram as much like, her li- life, life in, right? Yeah. And I, so I knew some of the reasons behind yeah. it. And yep. but so she wanted to marry this person. And I had a choice as a parent here. Yes. I go, OK. And so I had people say to me, "Well, then you shouldn't be paying for that wedding." I go, "No, I'm going to pay for that wedding yeah. because when it ends, and it will end, wow. I want to be where she comes to." Wow! And that's exactly what happened. You, wow. you know a bridge. I didn't want to. I didn't want to oh, burn that bridge. actually. Wow. That's brilliant. So that's like nine months later. She's yeah. crying and coming back, and and this is years ago. Now she's married and giving me grandkids. Awesome. <laughs> but this is that. <laughs> But I don't I don't know where we would be if I hadn't been yes. the one. And so that's that part of as, wow. yeah. you know, just like the family dynamics. It's the yielding. It's the coming alongside. It's not my job was not to control her. Yeah. And by the way, it's nobody's job to control anybody. Let yeah, me just true. say that. Yeah, there. True. Sometimes <laughs> when we think submission, we think, you know, you're being controlled. No, it's that's not it. Nobody's controlling anybody. But in that yeah. moment. So I understand why you're where you are right now after that conversation, because I would not I, I understand the motive that they said it, and that's fine, but I just think I want to be where she comes when it blows yeah. up. That's that, so, good. so, right. I think that's
2: so powerful because I come from a, a Greek culture of high control of, um, yeah. you know, so that, and, and a high, uh, I'm thinking in your culture might be the same, yeah. definitely Italian, yeah. of this weird, mafia-like control. Like, so you can't yep. tell the difference between no. what is like godly, like here I am, yeah. Catherine's parents are pastors, so you're going to bring wisdom and your parents. Sure. So I believe in that blessing too. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, And they say, and we talk to them about it, and Catherine's like, well, I want it, Mum. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try not to manipulate you or control mm. you, <laughs> um, but I want your father and I, since the day you were born, have been yeah, praying right. for you and want to pray blessing over you. Um, but I also come from a very strong shame culture yeah. in mm. Greek shame, and where, and I didn't know. And for me, when I got saved, there came a time. I mean, my family didn't speak to me for three years. I mean, I was like, I had, but I had to. The scripture that says, "No one that has left mother, father, brother, sister for this," I had to do that. And mm. so, from my whole Greek culture in Australia, my Greek. Relate, it burnt every. They thought I was gone, I was a child of the devil, I was. Wow. So I'm saying, and I think that's what everyone's going to hear this week in all of our conversations. No one here is giving us formula. We're right, saying, right. I want to bless my children like you, and I know Nick yep. does, like yeah, your dad yeah. did. We won't get it all right, but right, we will. Yeah. If, yeah. if I feel that Catherine's or Sophia, we may do exactly the same thing and say, okay, in the same sentence, mm. so this is what I think mm. we're saying this about everything, it's both and. I had to walk away, and then you know that scripture that was says, "No one that's leave it." God, God has given me back family a hundredfold in this wow. life and in the one to yeah, come. Yeah. Look at my my True. Christian, yeah. all my relationships here yeah. and in the yeah. world. But um thirty five years ago, mm. it was like it cost everything, yeah. and it cost what they said about me, and I was cut off from Greek culture, and I thought, you know, I couldn't reconcile it. So there are times where to honor the Lord. I had to what look like dishonor my family, yep. oh, um, oh, and nice. there are and if you Great. come from a strong shame culture, mm-hmm. I'm sure Sierra, a mm-hmm. lot of oh, African culture, a lot of absolutely. Greek culture, yep. Italian, and I'm thinking even maybe the South culture yep. Christianity yes. could be the same. same. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have the same sort of yeah. thing where they can yeah. guilt you and shame you, and call it the blessing or withholding yeah. the blessing. That doesn't take away. There is, and yeah. I hope to my children I know. to be able to do that.
4: Submitting to God um, sometimes looks like not submitting to an idea from a family member or an idea from maybe a close friend. And because it doesn't look like um, what that family member or what that friend thinks, then it makes us sometimes think that maybe we got it wrong. Maybe we missed it. Maybe this this isn't the best decision. But God, He leads with peace. And so if you've made a decision and it's causing a little bit of conflict or rift in a family or in some type of relationship, I challenge you to bring that up to God and to, uh, to say, is this you? Is this you? And He will lead with the peace. And it's important at the same time to have relationships, those that wise, co- godly counsel that'll be there and to say, yes, this sounds like God. Because sometimes we do get it wrong, but sometimes when we dare to go against maybe culture, when we dare to go against, um, you know, family for the sake of God's prompting, it's going to cost us. And sometimes we'd rather not pay that cost because we'd rather the affirmation or the affection of those that we can see. But the peace that comes from being in line with God.
0: It passes all understanding. Thank yeah. you so much for how, even in the past couple of days, you're talking from your relationship with your girls and your conversations with them, and even just how you're an example of, of that open conversation. And, yeah. Yeah. and that really does point to like a, a submission and a respect and a, um, opening it up with your kids. Right. And I think so often, like, we want our kids to respect us and submit to us, but there's there is that the again that mutual. Yeah. And even for you to say like, "This is what I'm going to do," as hard as this is, I'm going to do this so that I can respect my daughter and yeah. honor yeah. her and love her. I think right. it's such a beautiful example.
2: Well, I think if it's the Holy Spirit, it's that fine line. Now, when. They're your kids' age. I am the Holy Spirit. Yes, but, you know, <laughs> like so. That, Hello, and, and my true. kids will tell you that. They, you know, that, yeah. Oh, so like, like there's no discussion. Yeah, like in, that's you right. know. To, but um, yeah, the only thing is, you can have broccoli or Brussels sprouts. <laughs> right, right <laughs> Okay, yeah. so that's it. But apart from Make that. A powerful yeah, choice. <laughs> but you know, when Catherine's twenty. Um, and I'm like, she's at college in a sorority, it would be ridiculous for me to start. So um, again, though, that's not compromising any. Yep. But at this point, she has agency, 100% agency. So yep. how am I going to navigate yep. parenting yes. this and help again? Yep. Like all submission, it comes back to the Holy Spirit. Like if I'm yep. the same yep. conversation where I'm saying to Catherine, have you asked the Lord, are you pleased with this? It doesn't matter yeah. what your friends. Yes. Well, then I've got to do that. That's yes. the same of respecting her. I'm yeah. Going okay, you're 20 years old with agency. Yeah. Certainly, in this culture, your body is your own. And so, so let's now talk about where this yeah. is going to go. Um And then you're like, wow. And then she's going to go to school, yeah. and her friends are going to see her right. more than I see her, as in who she really is. And that would be so damaging. Like yeah. it was like then I'm not. They're going to just affirm any decision she makes. Whereas if she can see that I see you and I love you, um, uh, that that keeps a door open for me to be able to speak into her life, I think, in that, because she'll know I actually really care about you. And when I'm like, and I don't care what they say. And I said that to her. I go, Oh, I'm not interested. I don't want you. If anything happens, I want to be the first person. You don't have to exactly. think, Christine Kane, the evangelist, exactly. how is this going to look? I said, I'll tell you. I don't care. I don't, I care. don't care. I said, yeah. you will come yeah. to me exactly. Exactly. before you go to Planned Parenthood. Exactly. You will come to yes. And I mean, other people are like hyperventilating. I'm thinking, my daughter's like 20. What well, If you don't right. think I could have this no, conversation. It's like, here's, I
3: mean, I've seen parents, in, like no, ministry parents, yeah. yep. in covering and in denial and right. not letting mm. their kids mm-hmm. share their story, yeah. share and it's not helpful. No, It just perpetuates no. the shame and, and it's not, it's not the mutual, we're in this together. No. And the root of it is pride wow. because what yeah, you're pro- saying yes. is that yeah.
2: I look bad. Whereas I'm going, Catherine needs the same Jesus that I did yes. and exactly. she's the sinner. And I remember exactly. one day when Katie came home, she was at a youth camp at church and came back and, um, the, the speaker was awesome and had powerful, you know, a, a bit like mine, you know, I was on drugs and all of this and I got delivered and yeah. sanctified and, and Jesus came. Okay. And I remember Catherine coming back in tears and she goes to me, mommy, um, do you think Jesus could ever use me? And I said, what do you mean, honey? She goes, well, you know, you all over the world, people listen to you and your story. You were left in a hospital and you were abused and you were, yeah. and this guy's da, da, da. She goes, I've got nothing. Why would God use? I asked the scene gosh. and I remember yeah. yep. and my I remember my repenting my. to her going, I-, I obviously have not done this well with you, Catherine. I am so sorry if you think, I've somehow have communicated that Jesus can only do something for someone that was as broken as me. I said, yeah. I have not explained the gospel to you. I have not, I oh. remember we had this, like I'm bawling and um, she's bawling. And I said, no, that, that's not the gospel, yeah. you know? And I remember, so you've got it. and she was only maybe 14 at that time, but mm. I thought I've got a moment with my yeah, daughter. You know. yeah. And if I miss this moment, yeah. because yeah. she, she's like, uh, because I come from a good Christian family and I don't have a big sex, drugs, rock and roll kind of, and I like my life. I must be able to be used by God. I could have sent her into a spot. Yeah, you
1: right. know what I mean?
3: You know, one of the things I've learned just as my kids have gotten older is that I have an amazing, or you know, I have the position in their life to be an influence, um, which is great. And, but again, that's not control. So it's not me telling them what to do. It's me influencing them. And the best way to influence someone is just by you living that life or by me living that life. And then it's the influence by availability. It's being present and it's asking questions. It's spending more time asking what they think than me telling them what they should think. <laughs> Which again, is not always easy for me because sometimes I think what they think is, what, why do you think that? But when I ask the questions, then oftentimes I get some of the why behind it. And then I go, oh, okay. And so then it just becomes this a mutual conversation, a mutual discussion. Um, and. Honestly, my adult children are some of my best friends and I think what a gift that um, that, that is. And I don't think you that's an accident. I think um, to the best of our very limited ability, Philip and I um, were pretty intentional about how we raised our children and how we let you know let them go to be adults and then how we welcome them back anytime. So um, I mean my, they love to spend time with us. They want to go on vacation with us. Now, maybe it's because we pay for most of it. But anyway, (laughs) they want to go on vacation with us. They'd rather be with us, right? So how good is that?
1: And I love what you said in the beginning with your daughter because I've seen that go so terribly in faith where the parents... And it's they really get into how my kids act says everything about me. That's and then, and it, it's yeah. so destructive yeah. because the idea that they're even that powerful is a mirage. But also, it doesn't make any space for the—this your is an adult who has their own story to exactly. live. Yeah, And so I think, at least in the season we're in as a generation, I really think we tell our kids the truth. We're honest. We say, listen, and you walk them through it. Oh, this yeah. is what it's going to look like. Let me just tell you. I'm not just saying no. I'm saying, and it could lead to this and at least this, to this, and I've seen this, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to be on the front porch waiting for you to come That's home. So just so bad. you know, oh, I'm goodness. here no matter what. And that narrative, and I think that only happens, in my opinion, with my parents, I've seen this is by spirit led. Amen. Parents, parents. Yes. Parents that hear the Holy Spirit that says, don't say that. Say that. So yeah. Pray that. I mean, my parents said they literally would just get on their knees and say, okay, when it's time, yeah. we will share. It. And I felt when they shared these tough things, they weren't sharing it as a identity-saving moment. I felt yeah. like they were saying it with fear and trembling. Like, we mm-hmm. don't, we we just, we couldn't give you the 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. and I knew that. It was out of love because they'd built a long time of love and Rotary. safety with me. Mm. So that's another thing. Don't come into the story when you've been disconnected. Hello. Yeah, you know, since they were thirteen, you don't talk about anything. And then the moment they want to get married, you're like, okay, now I'm going to play exactly. the dad card. Like, no, exactly. You know, you're you've lost that yeah. influence. Yeah. So now it's time for you to be
3: influential by being. um What would you say? Available. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like think, that. that's and critical. it's just like remembering, uh-huh. like you're like that. There comes a point in your life of your kids when you realize that they're your brother and sister in Christ. Yes, yeah. yes. I'll always be their mom because right. that's what I, God trusted me with that on planet Earth. But exactly, right now, Paris, also. she's my sister in Christ. So yeah. she's that's. So we submit to one another yeah. because right? yep. she's my sister in Christ. So even think, and so I have a responsibility to God first for that. Right? Yes. Yeah. So I even we that. think about like Jesus when it says that He obeyed you know, his parents, he obeyed his heavenly father and his earthly parents. Yes. To a point. And there was a moment (laughs) when he, when they were all heading back in the caravan home, he stayed in the temple because Uh he had to be about his father's business. Yeah. Right? So even there's that point. Even Well, totally. When his
2: mother was, and he
3: goes, who's my mother? Who's my father?
2: Peace out. I'm doing what I'm called to do. She can wait outside. So there is.
3: Yeah. So I guess there comes a point when it's, your kids have to be about their father's business. Amen. And you just want to be right. in, in it with them. That's but right. if they see you as the the controlling or yeah. do what I say or do, that's not gonna help the end game. We are a part of a bigger story, a bigger
1: experience. And so I think teaching our kids about submission is really about submitting our lives to others. It's about asking their opinion. It's about doing the things that they're asking us to do at times. Sometimes it's even about you know, letting them see us being yielded to the Holy Spirit. Submission happens to the Holy Spirit. There are times when I have reacted or said certain things, and then I'll go away from my kids, and I'll feel convicted. Like, oh, I shouldn't have said it like that, or I should have done that. And being submitted to the Holy Spirit means we go and we clean up our messes. And so I'll go back to my kids. And I say, you know what? The Holy Spirit convicted me. I should not have said that. Or you know what? I really felt like God said to me that that was just out of anger. And I, I, I admit that. I was angry. Will you please forgive me? That shows my kids that I'm not just leading my own life, but I, too, am submitted and under authority. So I can't expect them to be under authority and submitted and, and myself living my own life They need to see that this is exactly how I'm living my life, that I am also a woman under authority and submission, just like I want them to be boys or men of submission and authority. When I
4: um, gave my life to Christ, I heard this quote that just transformed me. It said, "Um, love is not controlling. Yeah. And it's just like, love is not controlling. God who is love like loves us so much and he doesn't totally. control us. Nope. He gives us choices. He dignified us with free choices yes. he, and we choose yep. to yes. come underneath that umbrella yep. of just his blessings and all of that but love is not controlling. So, I heard that and I'm like, well, I think I've been controlled all my life. Right. <laughs> Thinking about my context mm-hmm. and yeah. just yeah. and and so there is so much undoing that had to take place. Yeah. Um, grew up in um, a single parent home, and it uh, so much. My mom, she did the best that she yeah. could.
3: Yeah,
4: she really did. Fierce, amazing, generous woman. But she was parenting out of how she yeah. was parented. And yeah. I think a lot of people's like, my parents are this. That that so true. They're trying their best. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I know. Like right. there's a yeah. the part of trying their best. Yeah. Context mm-hmm. for her. Um, she's Sierra Leonean and um, living in Sierra Leone, and she encounters a German missionary. Mm. The rest of her family is Muslim. Oh wow! Like everyone mm. is Muslim. Her dad is an imam. Like there, I mean, it's just real Muslim wow. family, all the siblings, and she encounters a German missionary. Just talks about Jesus, and so then there, she decides to give her life to Christ. Wow. wow. In wow. Sierra Leone. Yeah. Way back in the way back. That's huge. She's fr- yeah. like, That's so she, yeah. she is, uh, like, she's a, she's a Jesus person. And so, I, as I start, as I, it's funny, as the older I get, I start to think about my mom's story. Yeah. I, I, things that used to make me angry before, like, I see it with just different yeah, eyes. Wow. She just, you just like. Do. No, Mike, she was really brave for making that choice. Yes. She stood her ground. And I mean, all the revivals that she went to and even growing up, like leaving my dad who was abusive and there's just so much there coming to United States and raising us and things didn't go well all the time, but she tried her best. And I think because she knew how terrible the world could be, you're an immigrant, all of America and all that stuff, she did try to control. Hmm. Yeah, and I was the good kid that tried to keep everything yep. together. I'll do as I say. I college, lots of life. I'm starting to hear the gospel, all that stuff. Love's not controlling. I think I've been controlled all my life. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Everybody, oh, God. and then insert the riffs that started in my Hardly. my mother and my um. And my life, and mm. gosh, it's painful. Yeah. And I know there are people that are in the midst of that. Yes. Their parents haven't spoken to them in three years. Yeah. Or, and yeah. stuff. And so they're mm. so lonely. I think yeah. I'm still in the middle of the miracle. God's done so much in our relationship. Oh, we serve the resurrected yeah, God. Did. Yes, yeah. we do. And He loves dead things because He loves to speak. And, and it my relationship with mom has just, it's thank you, Jesus. It's on a journey. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. God, mom, if you're watching, I love you. (laughs) Um, But I love how when we're in the middle of just the mess of our family, understanding it, hurt by it, that God, He literally sets the lonely and families. Mm. And He provides relationships to us. And we have to Mm. trust Him Some people just want to trust God and nobody else. Mm. You have to trust God, and you have to trust His people. Mm. And He will literally send these mother figures, these um, people that can help bring healing into your life. Because if the healing doesn't come, you're going to start your family. You're Mm -hmm. going to parent out of that same dysfunction, hurt. And then your kids are going to be even more scarred than you.
0: I think when there's been wounding, when there's been hurt, that the idea of submitting to someone who has either been a part of hurting you or has um, maybe even unaware, un- been unaware in hurting you, um, that would be hard to submit. And I think that there's. Um, There's different levels of what this looks like, but I think that there has to be a trust. And that's what's so beautiful about submitting to the Lord is that we can be fully confident, fully trust our God. Because He is in control of all things. He is all-knowing. He is all-seeing. And yet, He made me. He made you and he loves me and he loves you and he's designed you and called you and has given you a beautiful purpose. And I think that in um, in life, sometimes we're going to have to, other people are going to have to earn that respect and earn trust um, because it's been lost. And I think for, for you, if you have been in a place where you have been wounded, and um, you've been hurt in a relationship. And you're seeing that now is time to be in that relationship, to forgive maybe, and to um, and to submit to that person as unto the Lord. And I think what I want to encourage you in is, is that key phrase that's found in Ephesians, as unto the Lord. And as you are submitted to the Lord, He's going to lead you in submitting to the people in your life. And whether that's your husband and you've been hurt by him or a relationship that you've been hurt in, I believe that as you're surrendered to the Lord and submitted to him, that he is going to lead you. And he's going to provide the strength and the courage and the love and the motive um, to be who God's called you to be in that relationship. And um, so don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week. But right now, trust the Lord. Trust Him in all your ways. And He will direct your paths. He will show you which way to go. And He'll make it clear as He calls you to to submit and to walk in relationship.
4: Several things. What am I saying? God can bring healing to every relationship. And God, in the midst of as we're working it out, he yep. really can send people. Yes, He does. Who yeah, are going he to bring such healing yep. into our heart. And yep. my prayer for anyone watching is that you yep. would receive that. Yes. That yep, you right. won't just stay in rejection, but that you would receive that Probably. love. Because He cares. Yes. Yes. He does. Yes. He yes. cares yes. He does.
1: so much. And it's amazing to think about reconstruction that God can do in one generation. Yeah. Right. Like My dad couldn't even say the name Father to God. For a decade, wow. hmm. he was a minister, and he said I could call him father because I didn't want anything to do with my my dad. Didn't want anything to do with me. I don't. I he. The last thing my dad hmm. he before he died, my his dad died in a heart attack in a hotel room. Is he said just so you know, if you get a girl pregnant and she's underage, you go to prison. Like I mean, he just kind of gave him a warning, right? And that was his that last was his words. encouragement. That's <laughs> his last, <laughs> that was his only fatherhood advice. Was wow. like just so wow. you know, wow. you're going to be. Wow. And he said I couldn't call him father, and now I look. And I, I always want to say that to people. Like, you don't know what's on the other side Absolutely. of your story. Like, uh-huh. I'm part of that. Like, you don't have to do it right. You don't have to come from the right place. But just in one generation, your whole story can change yeah. because you find family, yeah. like you said, a mother and a spiritual yeah. father, people in your world that you can love. I just, I think it's it's a profound idea that yeah. God is that powerful yes. that you can shift you your, your entire it. life, no, your like, whole like, legacy, yeah. everything.
4: Godly friendships are not just important. They are critical. Hear me? Critical for the success of our lives. I mean, there's such great things that God has called us to, like he really has. There's some amazing things that he wants us to do. He has a good plan and he has a good purpose for us, but we are not going to accomplish it by ourselves. Like, it's just not possible. We need to be involved in, um, relationships and and these places that are going to call the things out of us some things that aren't supposed to be there some things that God has actually placed inside of us and we're not going to always see it so it's so important for someone like safe people to be around to say hey I see this in you or hey ooh, I see too much of that in you that doesn't look like Jesus but you know that it's all coming in love and all of that is gonna take us closer towards that that God has for us. And guess what? He dies so that we may have life and life more abundantly. I think a lot of us are not living that abundant life because we don't have the godly friendships, the godly relationships to help us walk
3: in that. My dad, the same, his parents never said I love you to him. Yeah. And then wow. I was told every day of my life by my father. I oh, love you. Wow. Him. So I was set up very different than he was. He right. made that choice. Mm-hmm. Right? So there there is that power in that we can shift a generation. So I'm with you there. You know? And it doesn't matter truly the dysfunction that we've seen,
4: mm-hmm. because a submitted, surrendered life to God, he let like he there's so many memories that mm-hmm. he can literally yeah. erase from our minds. Totally. Now we have to go to therapy and we have to clean <laughs> that up and right. all of that. But we still, he gives us choice and we become a new creation. And we now have the ability to parent out of health. Like it doesn't matter what you've seen, what you've experienced, but God can give you the ability through his Holy Spirit to have a thriving right. relationship with your kids, whether they're mm-hmm. young
3: and 10 month old yes. like mine and won't sleep. And... <laughs> But here's the thing: It's like this is the mutual submission part it of being a Christ follower. Yes. Is that you know what? Ask for help. Yes. Yeah. It's just like the, exactly the right. African proverb: "It takes a village." It does. Yep. Yeah. So that there is truth to a community. Christianity was not meant to be lived in isolation. Never. It is a communal faith. That's yeah. right. So if you want to get some wisdom from in parenting kids. Talk to people who've raised them yes. right. and get help there. If you want to ha- right. handle adult kids, ask somebody who's not da- in yes. that season. That's where we can be mutually submitted. Don't have the arrogance that would say, I got, I this. got this. No, right. we don't got this. Right. We don't. <laughs> right. And if COVID taught us anything, it's that isolation only yeah.
1: hurts us. Yes. It only isolates us. It it keeps us from the good. It keeps us from community. And I, I think the idea too, like um, really submitting ourselves, like you talked about, a couple of days ago, you talked about the 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 way that our lives we vote, mm-hmm. right? Like our spirit votes for good. You know, our flesh never does. Does it never does? <laughs> uh, and our soul is that defining moment. Right. And so, even when we say therapy, or you know, we're talking about Bible based counseling, right? People that love the Lord yeah. that understand your faith. So I just I don't yes, know if that makes sense yes, but there's this yes. whole culture of dial 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 therapist. That's great. But you can get some heathenistic weird no, juju. You know, that's like, <laughs> no, I don't know what <laughs> that is. <laughs> but you know, we're talking about people that are anointed to help you identify thoughts that hurt you, right. choices that are going to enable you or or hurt you right. and also feelings that need to be healed and and stories that need to be healed. So we want people to love the Lord.
3: Under the the spirit
1: under the spirit of submission and the yeah. idea that god gets the veto vote holy right. spirit yeah. if he says i'm gonna do a new thing he's gonna do a new thing it doesn't mean i'm gonna do a new thing so but go fix yourself too like right. they said this should our generation i'm kind of in the middle but that generation was you know uh fix it and then the next generation is treat it yes and yet neither of that is heal it. Yeah. neither of that is actually set it free yeah and so hopefully we'll get there
4: there's some of you when you're hearing about submission in your family, you it's hard for you to even see the good of it because you've experienced abuse. Maybe you've heard honor, honor in your mother and father, and it's just been almost like beaten over you. And honor means do as I say, doesn't matter if that comes in um, contrast to what God's word is. And it's hard. It really is hard. Um, I. I know many people that have experienced it to some extent. I've experienced it myself. And what I want to say is that God, first of all, can heal any hurt. Um, he still believes in family. It's one of the first institutions that, um, that, that He developed. He believes in it. And what's really encouraging, though, that when you look in the Bible, there are so many examples of this functional family. So if you're feeling as if your family is messed up, hey, you could be in the Bible because there's some dysfunctional characters there. I mean, it's murder, it's abuse, it's a lot of things, and God still uses it in His story of redemption. And what I want to encourage anyone um, watching right now is that you may have experienced a. Whole lot in your family and you may think it's too late like God can never redeem this I don't even know what's possible he specializes in calling things truly that are not as though they are and the more dead a situation is the bigger the testimony I'm telling you I've experienced it in my life and I know that it's a possible is it God's will for you to have experienced whatever tragedy or hurt in your family no it's not But God can use it. And if you trust Him, if you submit in Him, I promise you that He will use it for His glory.
0: Well, and what you brought up and then what you just brought up as far as the Holy Spirit, like to parent with the Holy Spirit leading, to be a kid with, an adult kid with adult parents, like letting the Holy Spirit lead in your relationships. I think that's where we'll find the power because we are going to Hopefully, I mean, I I hope everyone can get some help and some counseling and yep. um, because that is so helpful. But that's part of that's a piece of the pie of healing and strength and yeah. learning what it means to submit and listening to the Holy Spirit in your parenting. Yes. OK, in this moment, what the heck am I going to do, Lord? Because <laughs> yeah. I do not know how to handle this four year old boy who just peed on the floor again. Totally. I, I don't know how to handle the situation with my dad where he's absent yeah. but he's also there because social media he follows me but yeah like it's it's exactly. hard to navigate yeah. things but as we let the Holy Spirit lead, yeah. as we're in submission yeah. to the Holy Spirit, that's gonna change everything.
1: It is. It, it is works. it's gonna teach our kids how to yeah. Yeah. how to yeah. live an abundant life without us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. if we make our kids so dependent on us. Yeah. That,
3: right? I'm so what go, you did that. with your
1: daughter from the beginning of this conversation is you showed her Hey, guess how God, guess what God thinks about you? He's going to, he's going to be there in the end to open armed on a porch waiting for you to return. Not that, you know, I'm not saying it's a prodigal. I'm just saying that idea that, you know, it doesn't control. It doesn't, control sometimes is withholding and removing. And I think that that's what we're talking about. Submission to that idea. I think there are also um, spiritual Families that can be controlling, mm, and yes. sometimes manipulative. One thousand, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard of a few. I heard there's a few yeah. crazy people out there. No, but <laughs> having been, and and I think one thing you said, which I think is true, is we don't know, we don't do better till we know better. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of things we didn't know yeah. that this next generation is hurt and pain by, but we didn't know we did better than we thought. You know, there are times I look back at my, me as a pastor at 19 and some of the things I said, I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like I cannot believe. I was like, let me motivate you by shame and blame. Get over here. I was was like, oh my gosh. Like somebody once repeated what I had said. I was like, that is, that's heresy. Like that's demonic. Like, oh my gosh. You know, God can use anybody. And so even if we mess it up and do it weird, you know, like if I submitted to my parents at that moment or I didn't and got married anyway, guess what? we got a God who can figure it out. Uh, But the goal is my heart being submitted, me being powerful in that moment, realizing that I have very little control over all this. I'm
3: intrigued by the word legacy um, because I think it means a few things. Um, One means person delegated, so that's one thing. But I also think it could be generations influenced and so every generation and so for me i want my children to have a, a genuine faith in god to push past the cynicism of the current climate perhaps that people are living in and and i also want i i mean i have one natural son and one natural daughter that i birthed and but i have you know dozens of spiritual sons and daughters many and i would hope the same for them that that their faith is the kind that's going to sustain them for when challenges come and they're coming and if they're not in the middle of them now they'll be there and so i'm hoping that there is a genuine faith a real genuine faith and a yielded to god uh, knowing that he'll sustain them in the midst of challenge and so i hope that i've demonstrated that that when all of the junk has come at me, um, that they've seen me stand strong. And so I'm hoping that that is an encouragement to them for when it all comes their way, that they stand strong in the midst of the stuff.
1: So wherever anybody's at, even today as they're thinking about their family and, you know, yeah. they want to do it differently. Maybe they came from a family that's like really broken and they're like, oh, I want to do it differently. Then I would even challenge you to really evaluate, are you controlling? Mm. Or for maybe people that have been raised in the faith and it's been an easy go, maybe there's a little bit of like a lack of giving them the truth and being yeah. like, oh, they figured out they're good kids. Versus like, no, let me tell a good kid what yeah. the truth is. Yeah. So I think it's really being aware. And then like, I even with my parents, at the stage of submission, where I'm now kind of leading my own, uh, my husband and I are leading our own lives. They yeah. have their own call. They're coming to a place where they're asking about certain things, and I'm realizing they're not going to agree about everything we do. No. In fact, some of the even theology, I don't know. That might have been just a generational thing. It might be just bad Chinese food, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> sure. I submit to God first. Yes. Right. I, my husband and I are mm-hmm. a team, and yeah. then. My family, if they want to go with me, great, but I got a call and I've got a few people that I submit to. So wherever Mm. we are, I think we all champion submission. We all champion love without control. We all champion, right, being led by the Holy Spirit. So I want to pray for the people that are watching today that feel like even family is a trigger word. Like, oh, like I don't want to think about family or when we say dad or mom or Leaders, you know, spiritual mothers, spiritual father—all you think of is maybe abuse, manipulation, control.
2: Totally. Um, There are
1: some of you that are watching that feel like I messed up. Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't pay for the wedding. I just closed, I lock and keyed Mm -hmm. the door, and said, "Don't come back." And I really believe that God is the God of restoration, and even when Mm -hmm. we do it wrong. He can come back and fix it, cause yes. he and it doesn't mean he just returns what he gave us, but it means he gives us more. Yep. And um, I really want, I really believe that we could be the healthiest families on the face of the earth. Yes. I really do believe that if yeah. we stay submitted to Him. Yes. And so, Holy Spirit, I mm. thank you for every person that's watching this today. Thank you. I thank you that you believe in family that you don't just send one hour or another, but you said, you're gonna put the lonely in a family, that there's a place for everyone, that we all belong together. We are meant to live together. And I know that we have earthly families and we have spiritual families, and sometimes those are the same, and sometimes those are completely opposite. Mm-hmm. But I ask Holy Spirit that whoever is watching today that is saying, you know, I wanna learn what submission looks like in family. I-, I ask for those that right now, maybe their family is saying don't, and they're feeling a resistance. I ask that they would ch- that resistance to say, OK, are they doing this in love? Is this what the Holy Spirit is saying? Or for those of them that are feeling like, I have so much pain and hurt around spiritual family, Lord, I ask that you would help them find healing and deliverance. And for those that are parenting right now in a crazy world, Lord, mm-hmm. then what a world we live in. Yeah. Lord, if we've ever needed a God, it is in this season in yeah. this generation. Yes. But I'm so grateful, Jesus. I'm so thankful that you came for us. Yes. That we didn't have to have it all together. We've <laughs> we needed a Savior from the beginning. Yep. And we're so glad you came. Yes. And we're so glad that we can submit to your thoughts and mm-hmm. and your feelings and your choices towards us because they are pure and they are safe mm-hmm. teach us today god how to raise godly families how to raise godly kids that love you not with control and manipulation but through through truth and through clarity and yeah. through um the word of god thank in you. jesus mighty name thank you amen amen, amen. Uh, connect with us on social media and let us know
0: how our team can pray for you My prayer for my kids is that they would experience Jesus and that they would have a revelation of who Jesus is in their lives and that He loves them and has a plan for them and a purpose for them and that their life um, that they have, which is one life until they're in eternity, that they would surrender their lives to Jesus, that they would truly submit to the Lord and um, that they would have ears to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to them. And I, I pray that for this next generation too, in a, in a, in a generation in a world where um, it's so noisy, it's so loud, and the kids are from a young age watching shows, and not that that's bad, or on Instagram. and So much is being thrown at them, but my prayer is that they would be able to discern and hear God's voice over the noise and that because at a young age um our, our hearing is so much better as we get older our hearing physically gets worse but also spiritually gets worse and so my prayer is that at a young age that students that young people would hear God's voice hear God's call and that they would surrender and say here I am God send me